This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. We're going to talk about consumer proposal essentials. So we're going to learn about what a consumer proposal is and some key facts about them. Uh, Consumer proposals are a very powerful solution that you can use to consolidate and cut debt and with their very unique legal standing. They're also Canada's number one alternative to personal bankruptcy. So Blair's going to explain what a consumer proposal is and who could potentially consider using one to manage the debt. So great, Blair, What's what are the things that people need to know first off if they haven't heard about a consumer proposal? Yeah, I'm thrilled to be able to go through in detail about a consumer proposal. I've been a trustee for 14 years now, and I know that consumers are better informed than ever before. Previously, you know, people had no idea about a proposal. Now, still a lot of folks are coming in with a bit of an idea. Um, But for today, if anyone has never heard that term before, or maybe just has, you know, a a bit of a a surface level understanding of it, we're going to go through the detail here. A consumer proposal is one of the best ways people can consolidate their debt. It's a legal debt solution, allows you to combine all all the debt together into a single payment and cut that debt down to what you can actually afford without having to do any borrowing, without having to qualify, without having to put up any assets as collateral, you're going to repay the portion of your consolidated debt that you can afford with one simple monthly payment. So if someone is sitting there with a debt problem and is thinking, okay, I've got a lot of debt right now and I want to be out of debt in five years, you know, one quick uh, calculation we ask people to do is, okay, take the amount of debt that you have and divide that by 60. What does that payment look like? Because if every, if all the interest were stopped and you had to get out of debt in five years, what would that payment look like? Well, with a consumer proposal, take that payment and reduce it by half or sometimes reduce it by up to 80%. That type of interest-free debt reduction is possible with a consumer proposal debt consolidation. So we work with a licensed insolvency trustee and only a licensed insolvency trustee can help you with a consumer proposal to repay the amount of the debt that you can afford and your creditors agree to write off the unpaid balance in full settlement of your accounts. So it might sound too good to be true, but I can tell you upwards of 85% of people that come to see us at Sands and associates each month now are choosing to file consumer proposals and those proposals are almost always accepted by creditors up to 99% of the time creditors will accept a consumer proposal there's very few qualifiers to do a consumer proposal and because they're so flexible it makes them a top choice in many different situations so in terms of what you need to qualify to do a proposal you have to owe more than $1,000 and less than $250,000 excluding your, your mortgage on your principal residents and if it's a joint proposal meaning perhaps a husband and a wife uh, are going to be doing a proposal together that threshold is up to five hundred thousand dollars so there are very few people who have unsecured debt approaching anywhere near that so no matter how severe your situation might seem a consumer proposal is a worthy option to consider even if it's up to a quarter of a million dollars in debt just for yourself a thousand dollars is the minimum to do a proposal and i can tell you nobody files a proposal for just a thousand dollars in debt but sometimes people do file proposals for five 
$5,000 in debt that's owed to high interest payday loan companies because they know if they don't do that, well, next month, you know, it's going to be higher and the year after that, it may have doubled just based on interest. So a proposal can be tailored to unique situations. Um, there's no income cap, no asset restrictions. And as I mentioned, no credit check required. So whatever your situation is, a consumer proposal is based on your ability to pay. It's not based on you having to jump through hoops and having a perfect credit rating. A lot of people do have perfect credit ratings when they do a proposal. They're making all of their payments, but they know that they're just never going to pay off their debt or they could have been delinquent on their debts for many months. It really doesn't matter in a proposal because you're not doing any borrowing. Um, and what's important too is if someone has tried to consolidate their debts uh, through their bank, they're often asked, okay, if we're going to give you this consolidation loan, you know, we want a cosigner or we want you to pledge an asset as collateral so that if you don't pay, uh, the bank can make sure that they've got some recourse. That is never a situation in a consumer proposal. You don't need a cosigner. You don't need to, to pledge assets. Uh, it really is the most powerful debt resolution option that you may never have heard of. And I just want to throw in too, uh, often the, I know there's concerns about when you're in a, in a partnership with somebody and I'm in debt, but my partner isn't, it, you really do this on an individual basis. And I, I just, it, that's correct, right? Yeah, there's nothing that would compel one spouse to file a proposal just because the other spouse did. There's nothing that automatically makes debts joint after a, a being married or cohabitating for a period of time. We've talked about that a lot on the show, Elaine. I'm sure we'll talk again in the future, but that's a common misconception. But it's yeah. certainly possible for uh, one partner in a romantic relationship. If all of the debts and assets are separate, one person can do a, a remedy like a proposal and literally have zero impact on the other person's credit, assets, debt, or income. It doesn't impact kids, spouses, family members, only somebody who is already on your debts would you have to consider. And we would never encourage you to suddenly get co-signers involved if they're not already there. Just definitely don't enlarge the problem. Yeah, excellent. Okay. And so if, if you've been listening to this and you already know, okay, now I need to take some action because I'm not sure about my situation. I'm not sure about the details. I just actually don't know what to do. So the one, the number is 1-800-661-3030. Sands and Associates has offices literally all over British Columbia. So if you, you know, if you think or know that this is worth exploring further and you want to talk to somebody about it, that's the phone number. 1-800-661-3030. Also, their website, sans-trustee.com. You can access offices through their website as well. Um, what are some of the other advantages of a consumer proposal that can make them so appealing, uh, such a good option for many different kinds of people? Well, you can use a consumer proposal to consolidate virtually all types of debts, which is way more powerful than any other informal debt option that might be out there, like working with a credit counselor, for example. So a proposal can cover common consumer debts like credit cards, overdrafts, lines of credit, payday loans, um, you know, those are pretty typical, but a lot of people don't understand any amounts that you owe to the government, things like outstanding income taxes, maybe it's a CERB overpayment at this point, student loans, um, even ICBC debt, um, all of that can be compromised and dealt with in a consumer proposal, which is quite surprising for people. Other than filing for personal bankruptcy or making an arrangement to pay off your government debt in full, a consumer proposal is the only method of debt reduction that the government will ever accept in order to forgive your debts. 
And when you file a consumer proposal, it doesn't restrict you from accessing government benefits in the past. So just because you have a CERB overpayment now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to get your Canada child benefit in the future or anything else that you're entitled to from the government. What you get when you file a consumer proposal is you get protection from your creditors, and that includes the government as well. So it stops CRA from being able to seize your bank account, um, to start to, to garnish your wages or work with your employer. Every creditor is put on equal footing when you do a consumer proposal, um, including the government. You know, another big example or big advantage other than it can cover just about every debt is that you're repaying your debt without interest charges. So what happens when you file a proposal is legally everything gets frozen. So a lot of the times people just feel hopeless. The debts are running away from them at 25, 30% or even more interest on an annual basis. They're making their minimum payments, but they're just not getting ahead. When you file a proposal, that interest is halted automatically. And that's a benefit that happens the day you sign the proposal without any negotiation or haggling. Uh, I think the final point of, of advantage here, and, and there are many, um, is it's going to be the lowest monthly payment of any of your consolidation options. So even working with a credit counselor, the best you can typically get is an interest freeze, but you have to pay all the debts back in full. With a consumer, When you do a, a consolidation loan, for example, you're not getting an interest freeze. You're hopefully getting a lower interest rate to save you a bit of money, but you're still paying the debt back in full. When you do a consumer proposal, you're paying back what you can afford. And it's not unheard of that people are paying back 20 cents on the dollar, 25 cents, 15 cents, you know, just that proportion that's going to allow you to live without undue hardship. That's what you're asked to pay back in a consumer proposal. And the terms are flexible. It's not the never, never plan. You'll be paying this for 10, 15, or 20 years. And if you look at your credit card statement, you might see you'll be paying your minimum payments for decades. Uh, in a consumer proposal, the maximum term is five years, and you can pay it off sooner at any point without any penalty. If things improve, and they often do once people are out from under the stress of debt, you can make extra payments to pay off that partial settlement sooner and then just move on with your life. Excellent. Um, in the remaining time, we've got about three minutes or so, Blair. So I know that there's other key facts about why proposals, um, how they work and why you think, uh, are, you know, just that are really important to highlight for folks. Mm -hmm. And I think the number one thing, and we've mentioned it already, or we also, we often mention it at least once a segment even, is that you have to talk to a licensed insolvency trustee in order mm -hmm. to do a consumer proposal. You cannot listen or buy into anybody else other than an LIT, uh, to do this kind of work. Exactly. It's not something you can do on your own. You can imagine the response you would get if you phone up the big bank that you owe money to and say, hey, how's 15 cents on the dollar payable over five years with no interest? You know, I might hear the, the laughter from here, unfortunately. They're just not going to be interested in that. And there's no other professional other than an LIT that can help you. So if you see some advertisements that look like they're, they're advertising a consumer proposal, your first question to them should be, are you a licensed insolvency trustee? And if they're not, know that you are at risk of being scammed, of paying money that you don't need to pay and eventually just getting introduced to a trustee but probably after at least a few months of additional payments additional stress that you just don't don't need to go through uh, you know consumer debt management it's an area of expertise it's got a lot of complexity to it uh, and even accountants or financial planners they don't always know the ins and outs so you do have to be careful about where you're getting advice from and if you take nothing else away just understand that a licensed insolvency trustee is the person that can file a proposal not 
not anybody else in their stead and not something you can do on your own. And the great thing about working with an insolvency trustee is you don't need to pay anything to have a consultation, whatever it takes to help you understand before you commit to any pro process, you're not going to be out of pocket a single dime and everything is transparent. You're going to see exactly uh, what the proposal will do for you, um, how the fees work, and they're generally deducted from what you're offering to your creditors. So you're not bearing any extra cost of doing a proposal. It's all supervised through a government tariff. Uh, I think the final thing to leave people with is a lot of people think, well, what are we not mentioning? What's the catch here? It must destroy my credit rating. And it really doesn't. There is an impact to your credit rating, but it's short term. A proposal drops off your credit rating just as like it never happened. Uh, the earlier of three years from you pay it off, or six years from the day that you sign it. So it's not as severe as a bankruptcy. And it's something if it's a five year proposal, literally a year after you're done paying it, it's gone. And you can be rebuilding your credit at any point, you can start with a secured credit card, you know, start paying all the bills all on time forever. And you will be in a much better shape after doing a proposal than you would be if you just hunkered down, tried to preserve your credit rating and just paid minimum payments forever. The key is to talk to people who actually know how to do all of these things and have the authority to do them. Remember, a li licensed insolvency trustee is federally regulated. The phone number to get a hold of someone from Sands & Associates anywhere in British Columbia, 1-800-661-3030. Or you can also go to their website, sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. This segment is all about debt management plans, the pros and the cons to consider. And Blair's going to walk us through comparing the pros and the cons of five different strategies to help you get out of debt. Dealing with debt can feel pretty frustrating. Everyone knows that, but the truth is that debt is often the problem, like many others, that it does have solutions. And so Blair's gonna walk us through those common debt solutions available to you and me, as well as some key points highlighting the pros and cons of each. So Blair, how would you categorize the different types of debt management plans available to us out there? Well, I'd say there's three main ways you can try to get out of debt. There's what we'll call the do-it-yourself debt repayment plans, and we'll talk about options under there. There's informal debt repayment plans, and then there's formal debt management and debt relief solutions. And a lot of people are unsure what to look for, what to consider, or even where to start when they need to think about how they're going to manage their debt. But you're not alone in navigating these situations. Um, Every day, licensed insolvency trustees sit down with, with potential clients and they take them through all of the suite of options. We're going to go through five options today in a fair amount of detail that cover really all three of these, these different types of debt relief options. A lot of people have different ways they can try to move forward, but there is often, you know, one solution that really stands out as the best fit for them, and a trustee is going to help you figure that out. Cool. So what's the first one we're going to talk about? Yeah, so let's talk about under the do-it-yourself plan um, is paying off your debt in full. So we never want to discount that because sometimes if someone comes in, uh, the debt is relatively manageable. They've got some money they can do they can use to pay down the debt. What they need is just some informal coaching. So what you'd need is a balanced personal budget, the ability to stick to it, and you might not need any more help than that. 
Uh, in some cases, you can informally negotiate with your lenders to get reduced interest rates on your accounts. Make sure you understand if there's going to be any impact to your credit. But if you're paying all the debt back in full, your creditors agree to give you a slight break on the interest, you know, that might be a pretty good option if you're able to do so. The downsides of paying all your debt back in full is, well, you just might not be able to do it. You know, it might be very difficult for you to pay substantially more than your minimum monthly payments. And if you're not doing a whole lot more than your minimum monthly payments, you're going to be in debt for a very long time. You may never see that zero balance on your debts. Um, and then sometimes if you've got a budget that doesn't allow you to make any savings whatsoever, you could be vulnerable if there's any significant external thing that happens, uh, any upset to your budget, it might set you back significantly and take you off of that plan to pay back your debt. So paying off your debt in full, uh, it's one of those do-it-yourself strategies can be good, but also can, can be quite difficult to accomplish. What about those consolidation loans that we hear so much about these days? Yeah, a consolidation loan sounds great. And what a consolidation loan means is that you have one payment, you put all of your debt together. Uh, it's usually at a lower interest rate than you'd be paying on all the individual debts. And you've got some simplicity because you're not juggling multiple debts and payment due dates anymore. Uh, the challenge with consolidation loans is they're often very difficult to qualify for. So a lot of people that come in to see us, they say, well, you weren't my first stop. I went to the bank first and I tried to consolidate. And they said, you know, unless I was willing to pledge an asset, you know, like my car, for example, uh, or maybe some investments, whatever it was, or to get a co-signer, they weren't willing to do anything for me. Uh, and both of those things can be very risky, especially getting a co-signer that can be just adding a whole other level of emotional responsibility to a debt that can really reduce your flexibility in the future. So you want to talk in detail with a trustee before you get a consolidation loan, if they are requiring you to pledge assets uh, or to get a co-signer. Uh, the other potential challenge with a consolidation loan is you have to repay all your debts in full plus interest and the interest might be lower but it still might mean your payments even with the lower interest rate can be difficult to afford and carrying that debt can still be expensive. Okay and I just want to throw in an opportunity here that whole co-signing idea you are not a fan of that. No. When is it wise? What do we say? Almost never. Uh, the amount of folks I've sat down with that said, you know, I didn't think the co-signer would actually be fully responsible. I'm like, well, yeah, that, that's why the bank wants them to sign. And then I'm trying to help somebody reduce their debt in a consumer proposal, but their mom or dad or brother or sister or spouse would still be responsible to pay the debt, even if we reduce it for the individual. So it just really adds another layer of complexity. It's almost never a good idea. Yeah, thanks for throwing that in. Have you got any other a few tips to of uh, for success that we before we move on to the next category? Yeah, one of the most important things on a consolidation loan is if you do or if you are able to consolidate your debt, you really have to stop using those other credit cards. So whether you throw them away, put them in the freezer, chop them off or whatever, but I've seen so many examples where someone comes in, they've got their credit cards and they've got this consolidation loan that was originally taken out for these credit cards. The cards all went to zero, but then because they didn't adjust their budget, they started to use credit again, and now they've got double the debt problem that they had before. So you have to be disciplined, and it means the consolidation has to be affordable for you. If it's going to ca cause you to rely on credit just to live, well, that's not a good long-term strategy at all. Okay. I want to throw in the phone number for Sands & Associates offices all over British Columbia. It's a 1-800 number, 661-3030. Their website is great, filled with lots of good information for you, sands-trustee.com. And you can also make an appointment at one of the offices through the website as well.
So let's talk about that informal debt repayment plan. Yeah, there's a couple of different types of informal debt agents that operate, and they're not all created equal. So some come with some significant buyer beware disclaimers. Uh, a couple of the most common informal debt repayment options are to use a credit counseling service. So if you have a small amount of debt, you might be able to simplify your finances with a credit counselor that could potentially consolidate your eligible debts into an informal credit counseling plan, which would require monthly payments of up to five years. What happens when you work with a credit counselor is if creditors agree to be part of the plan, and not all creditors do, for example, government will never be part of this plan, you pay off all of your debt, but certain creditors might agree not to charge you any further interest. Uh, the advantages here is obviously you save on the interest and it's much easier to qualify for a credit counseling plan than to get a consolidation loan and you won't need a cosign or you won't need to pledge assets as security. And then the best credit counselors, again, not all are bad, not all are good. You just have to be careful, but the best ones will provide educational resources and money management workshops as part of the process to try to give you some really good tools to move forward. The downside of using a credit counseling plan is because it's informal, um, creditors can opt in or out of that at any point, and some creditors will decide, well, we just don't work with credit counselors at all, and as I mentioned, government debts will never be included in a credit counseling plan. So an income tax debt, a student loan, a CERB overpayment, that just can't be dealt with at all informally. Uh, you will have to pay some fees, so you're paying back all the debt in full plus some fees on top of it, even if it's a not-for-profit credit counseling society, um, you will still be charged some fees to use their service. And then you need to understand too, there can be some conflicts of interest or conflicts of objectives because most credit counselors, especially not-for-profits, are heavily bank funded and some are even registered as collection agents. So you need to understand the objective of the person who's giving you advice might be to get you to pay back all the debt in full, whereas you might have a better option out there, but they won't tell you about that because a lot of their funding comes from the banks and their mandate is to just get as much of that money back as possible. Uh, one of the more risky informal uh, type of agent is called a debt settlement agent. And the way a debt settlement agent works is they try to negotiate a one-time repayment for just a portion of the debt. So maybe it's, you know, half of the debt outstanding with a lump sum payment six months from now, but it's exceptionally risky to work with a debt settlement agent. Uh, it's really not highly regulated. Oftentimes there are upfront fees and their fees get charged regardless of success or not. And you have to be careful about the advertising. Sometimes things are promised that just aren't delivered. So for the most part, people that try debt settlement, um, they get frozen in the stage of, okay, I'm going to accumulate that lump sum payment. And all the time they're just paying fees and getting harassed by their creditors. So it's a very risky strategy, but it is somebody else that's out there. Do you want to mention the other cautions that you have about credit counseling? Because I think they're important too. Well, you need to understand that because it's an informal type of a remedy, um, anybody can call themselves a credit counselor. So you really want to take a look closely at the agency, how reputable are they, how long have they been around, look at reviews. But also you need to understand even the most reputable and established credit counselors cannot offer you any protection from your creditors and they can't compel your creditors to accept their services or your offer. So this is quite different than working with a trustee. As we've talked in the past, if you do a proposal, we just need a majority of your creditors to agree and everybody else is legally bound by it. On a credit counseling plan, every creditor must agree and they could opt out at any time. There's really no law that protects you when you're dealing informally.
Okay. Now the next one, the formal debt management uh, plan is the one or the two that only a licensed insolvency trustee in this fine country of ours can facilitate for you. And I think that's really important uh, to make note of. Nobody else can do this work for you. And let's talk about let's talk about the two the two uh, plans that we could use. Exactly. So if you're going to use a formal debt, debt resolution option, only an LIT, a licensed insolvency trustee can help you. And an LIT is all that you need. You don't need an agent, an advisor, any middleman, anything like that. An LIT can help you with making a consumer proposal where you consolidate all of your debt, reduce it down to what you can afford, and you don't pay a dollar of additional fees on top of that. So the government sets out a tariff that allows trustees to keep a portion of your monthly payment. Essentially, it's the creditors to pay the cost of your proposal. So as you go through with an LIT, it's a formal process. It's legally supervised. There is a dispute resolution process and it costs you nothing, at least with Sands and Associates, nothing for a free consultation, nothing to prepare a proposal. Um, and in general, people pay significantly less in a proposal than they would pay under any other debt resolution option. Uh, the downside of doing a consumer proposal is, of course, anytime you don't pay your debt back in full, your credit takes a hit, but it's not exceptionally severe. And most of the times, within a year of you paying off your proposal, that credit rating impact is gone. It never appears there again. It's like it never happened, and you avoided a bankruptcy. Uh, just in our last few minutes here, or a few seconds here, um, the other formal debt resolution option that a, a trustee can offer is a personal bankruptcy. That's always the last resort if a proposal isn't possible because the debts are too high or the income is too low that even partial payment doesn't work. A bankruptcy does get you back to owing nobody anything. It gets you back to a fresh start and it releases all the debt stress that you might be feeling and dealing with debt that you just can't pay back. And I want to throw in uh, this point as well, is that you may think personal bankruptcy is the only option that you have. And I know Blair has talked numerous times about the folks are surprised. It's like, oh, no, I could do a consumer proposal, which, again, it's a, it's a different breed altogether than a personal bankruptcy. And uh, it may be the best solution for you. And the only way to find that out is to sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee at Sands & Associates. They have offices all over British Columbia, and this is an opportunity opportunity for you to sit down, learn, understand, compare, and choose the best debt option for you. The phone number, 1-800-661-3030. Their website, sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. We're talking about debt forgiveness in this country. Um, and the options that we have as Canadians for that debt forgiveness. We're going to find out some remedies under the Canadian legislation and which type of debt forgiveness solution might be right for you. Blair's going to explain, of course, Blair is a, a licensed insolvency trustee in this province and president of Sands and Associates, so he's got a big base of knowledge on this. And he's going to talk about options that consumers have for debt forgiveness and some things that you should know before seeking professional debt help. So, Blair, what options do we have as a consumer for debt forgiveness and, and how, do I, how do I go about accessing that? 
Well, the first thing to know, and this is really good news, is that you do have options, uh, and there's not one, but there's two very different options that can legally forgive just about any type of consumer debt that you're faced with. Uh, the first option is by far the top choice for Canadian consumers these days. It allows you to cut your debts down to what you can reasonably afford to repay, with the unpaid balance being forgiven by your creditors and no interest charged ever. This is called a consumer proposal, and it's a very popular topic we talk about on the show all the time. I feel it's my life's work to make people aware uh, of how this option exists and what it can really do for you. Uh, the second option to completely wipe out 100% of your debts and give you a financial fresh start is by declaring personal bankruptcy. Uh, it's important to know that those are the only two options that allow you to be legally discharged or released from your debt, and both options are only accessible through working with a licensed insolvency trustee like Sands & Associates. So contrary to what you might see on some ads online or things that you read somewhere, there's no government-sponsored debt program. There's no Canadian grant or loan that helps you pay off or forgive your debts. I've seen these ads in my inbox, same as everyone else. They are absolutely a scam. You should not give them any sort of your time whatsoever. You need to be aware of some advertisements from debt settlement companies who actually make money by charging you from an un, for an unnecessary referral to a licensed insolvency trustee. So they might be ostensibly selling a consumer proposal, but they know they can't actually file the proposal. So the only way that they make money um, is by informing consumers about this option, charging them a fee. Again, it can be as low as $1,000. Sometimes I've seen as high as $5,000. And then and eventually introducing them to a licensed insolvency trustee who they could have met for free. So you've really got to be careful if you see something that looks like a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy. Your first question to ask when you're speaking to anybody is, are you a licensed insolvency trustee? Uh, and if the answer is no, and it's illegal for someone who is not a trustee to represent that they are, so that should be a question that's answered very straightforwardly. If the answer is no, my advice is to run the other way. Uh, you need to be dealing with the trustee. Um, and again, it's not something you need to pay a dime for to get that professional consultation, that professional help uh, to see what, what you can do to move forward with either a consumer proposal, a personal bankruptcy, or even just any other things like just giving you the information you need uh, to make a good decision on your debts. Before we go any further with this, I just want to throw in your phone number just in case somebody's thinking, okay, now I know I need to do something. And it's 1-800-661-3030. Or if, if you're interested in reading a bit more, sans-trustee.com. That's the website and it's filled with great questions and answers uh, that are easy to understand yet really thorough. So you, you really get a good sense of, of your situation or of a situation that you, uh, you know, want to take some action on. So can you take us through, Blair, again, the proposal, the consumer proposal, um, what it is and how it actually works? Because it's mm -hmm. pretty, I mean, it's, it's easy, but it's kind of complicated too. And, and it might be brand new information for someone as well. Yeah, the, the first time I heard of a proposal, obviously, well, before I became a trustee, I thought this can't be true, like that this type of thing doesn't exist, it can't happen. And I can tell you it happens 1000s of times a month in Canada, hundreds of times a month just at Sands and Associates. So what a proposal allows you to do is consolidate virtually all of your debts 
freeze the balances, stop all the interest charges, and allows you to repay a portion of the debt, often as little as 20 to 50% of what's outstanding, and that counts as full satisfaction of the debt. So you pay back what you can afford, and the rest of the balance is legally forgiven by your creditors. Now, here's an example of what a consumer proposal might be, and these are real numbers that I see day in and day out. Uh, someone who owes $20,000, and it could be some debts to the government, to credit cards, to payday loans, whatever, they might offer a consumer proposal to repay 30% of this total amount. So instead of 20000 they were going to pay back about $6,000, and they could negotiate monthly payments of as low as $165 a month for 36 months. The unpaid balance, 70% of the total, is forgiven at the end of the consumer proposal. So I remember the first proposal example where I saw, I was like, are, are you kidding me? A $20,000 debt is going to be $165 a month for three years. You know, I couldn't believe that was possible. It absolutely is. Uh, a proposal can be a monthly payment over up to five years. It can be just a single lump sum payment. So if friends or family members want to help you out with your debt, um, they could help you by investigating a proposal and helping you pay off just the portion of the debt that you can afford, not having to pay off everything in full in a single lump sum. Uh, so the consumer proposal can include just about every debt that you're facing. I say just about because you can include child support, spousal support, all the typical things that you think you should never be able to compromise. But anything else, income tax, CERB loans, um, GST, just about anything that you could owe under the sun, credit cards, lines of credit, everything can be included in a consumer proposal. And there's no borrowing. There's no credit rating qualifier that you need to satisfy. A proposal is accessible to just about anybody, uh, just about any situation. You just have to be not legitimately able to repay your debt at the present time. Excellent. Um, the uh, I was thinking about the debt forgiveness that we've talked before. We've talked about before. What about um, where more debt forgiveness is needed? Can you explain more about the bankruptcy and what the process looks like for that? Yeah, bankruptcy is always a last resort. So a lot of people come into our offices thinking, you know, they're resigned to their fate, they have to file a bankruptcy. And when we show them a consumer proposal, they just feel like, oh my gosh, this is this is a godsend. This is exactly what I need. They don't want to declare bankruptcy. But in some cases, if the debts are so severe, let's say it's a million dollar ICBC liability from an accident that wasn't covered, you know, you probably can't afford to pay back even 15 or 20 cents on the dollar on that. So what bankruptcy is, it's a legal solution that allows you to have debt relief, so full forgiveness forgiveness of all of your debts uh, and start again fresh. So it's a scary word, but a lot of times there's a misperception about bankruptcy that it takes longer than it actually does, that it's more severe than it actually is. You know, bankruptcy is meant to give you a fresh start. So it's not the end of your financial career. In many ways, it's the beginning of a new chapter where you're going to start again with no debt. So what bankruptcy allows you to do is to have all of your debts forgiven. Uh, it gives you protection from your creditors so they can't call you, harass you, take you to court, seize your wages or do anything like that. Um, and in general, a bankruptcy is going to cost you a whole lot less than you would have to pay off your debts in full. The vast majority of bankruptcies in Canada are voluntary, meaning that you just meet with a trustee, you sit down, you sign some documents, do some intake forms. You know, it's usually a few meetings over a few weeks period, uh, but then you assign yourself into bankruptcy and you can't be rejected. Your creditors don't have to say, oh yes, we consent to this bankruptcy or no, we want to keep making this person's life a living hell. Uh, they have no input whatsoever. You have the right as a Canadian uh, or as anybody that lives in Canada to get relief from your debts through the benefits of a personal bankruptcy 
legislation. Uh, I think what people need to understand is that you can recover from a bankruptcy. It's not a permanent stain on your credit. Uh, bankruptcies for the first time, if you've never filed a bankruptcy before, it can be as little as nine months from the day the process starts to when you're walking out completely debt-free. Um, and it's going to disappear off your credit. So if someone pulls a credit report in the future, if it's been six years since you finished that bankruptcy, it's going to be gone. It's not even going to appear there. And what's really encouraging too is a usual recovery time from a bankruptcy is far quicker than six years. If you do the right things and we counsel you at Sands & Associates about how to set yourself on a good financial plan, it's as little as two to three years before you can even qualify for mortgages, car loans without crazy rates. Um, you know, bankruptcy can be the start of, again, a wonderful new chapter in someone's life, not the end of the story, the beginning of a better new story. And I know you're such a proponent of, of folks who are hesitating to reach out for help and that you understand that it's overwhelming and uncomfortable and all that stuff. And, and I, just, I just can't say enough good things about the folks at Sands & Associates, the, the people who I've met doing this show, just the thoughtfulness and the kindness and the, and the ability to take on these, um, you know, these situations for, and all situations are a little different. So again, the phone number to get a hold of someone from Sands & Associates who has offices all over the province is 1-800-661-3030. Check out their website, sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. Just one of the many, many benefits of working with a licensed insolvency trustee, especially at Sands & Associates, is the support you get. And in this segment, we're going to talk about what that one-on-one -on -one counseling session looks like with the qualified insolvency counselor. Uh, financial literacy, credit counseling resources are all part of working with a licensed insolvency trustee. And Blair's going to take us through that financial counseling process. So Blair, first of all, can you outline why financial financial counseling happens when working with a licensed insolvency trustee at SANS? Well, sure, Elaine. So financial counseling, it's an integral part of the solutions a trustee has to offer. So there are two main ways that we help people get out of debt. Of course, there's informal advice and some coaching, but to really reduce and eliminate debt, uh, we help them file either a consumer proposal or a personal bankruptcy. And it's enshrined in the laws that govern both of these resources um, that you have to attend two financial one-on-one, -on -one, uh, sorry, two one-on-one -on -one financial counseling sessions. And I say have to, but for most people, this is just a huge benefit and of all the things people call me about years later saying they had you know a really um, good experience with the firm most people really mentioned that the counseling stands out as something that really put them on a good path gave them some good tools techniques best practices even the chance to just have some really in-depth discussions with a qualified counselor so what happens before you can complete a consumer proposal or before you can exit personal bankruptcy you have to meet with the counselor at least two times. And the idea is the counseling is intended to help you boost your financial literacy, give you some confidence in your ability to manage your personal finances, and give some tools and resources for ongoing future success. And the person that you're meeting with, uh, they're what's called a qualified insolvency counselor. So not just anybody can, can undertake this counseling. Uh, it's someone who has to successfully complete a practical course for this unique type of counseling. It's a defined course of study. Um, they have to be registered by the licensed insolvency trustee in charge of the file. And that trustee has to attest and sign off that this counselor has the necessary training, experience, knowledge, skills and competencies to lead really good insolvency counseling sessions. 
they have to keep up to date. They have to complete ongoing professional training at least every two years. There's some requirements uh, and they have to demonstrate they're of good character. They're going to be able to support people, help them get through what can be a very difficult time in their lives. Um, a couple things that they can't do, uh, a counselor can't have any sort of an incompatible occupation. So it can't be a lender that's going to push you into a certain way. Uh, it can't be someone who offers their own credit counseling services. Uh, they can't accept any separate uh, compensation or remuneration from the client. It has to really be seen as above board, as highly ethical, as something that's really a good means of getting somebody back on track. Um, as part of the counseling sessions as well, the government's invested a lot in these programs. There's even some optional self-directed online learning modules that a lot of people opt to complete before the first counseling session. And that just allows them to have even more of an in-depth discussion with the counselor when they meet them. So great. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised that there's some very clear uh, guidelines and rules that that must be followed for that one on one counseling, both by the person who's participating and the people who are doing it. But I love the fact that there are that you're you're going to get the best of the best when it's when you sit down with somebody to get that really, really super sensitive counseling. And if you already know that this is something that you need to pursue and want to pursue and and that counseling is a part of that, I'll give you the SANS number. It's 1-800-661-3030. And that's for offices all over British Columbia. So Blair, can you give us sort of a bit of a thumbnail of what the topics typically are covered in that first credit counseling session so folks know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the first session, it usually takes place shortly after you filed your consumer proposal or, or declared bankruptcy. So somewhere between 10 to 90 days after you've signed those documents, it can be done in person or remotely via video conferencing, which is quite a bit more common these days, video conferencing. The main focus of the first counseling session is all about budgets. So the goal is that you'll be able to come away from the session with some information and some good support to create and maintain a functional household budget that's realistic to your personal situation. So not everybody gets into trouble because they failed to budget, but having a balanced budget is a really important financial tool and everybody should have one. Uh, what we find too is, you know, no two situa situations are the same, but just about everybody that meets with us, they were really struggling with their budget before they made a filing because they were paying all of their money on debt payments or interest or things like that. Now we've eliminated all those debt payments, probably their proposal or bankruptcy payment is significantly lower. So there can be a real chance here, a real opportunity to set up a good household budget that allows for some savings, allows you to put away an emergency fund, um, making a plan for record keeping of how you're going to manage your spending going forward. Uh, if you wait too long to put a budget in place, you know, um, things happen either by default or by design. And if you fail to design a good budget, you might default into some bad habits. Uh, and you might not really get that great rehabilitation that you want coming through a bankruptcy or a proposal. So the first session, all really about budgets. How do you build one? How do you monitor it? How do you make it realistic for your situation? And having it so early on in the process, that's really the right time because you can make a big change as soon as you've signed the documents. Yeah, I agree. I that, that's wonderful that they do it so quickly or, or right off the bat, so to speak. Uh, what about the second session? How, what, is that, what does that entail? 
Well, the second session is all about the future. So it's talking about your future planning and giving you the support that you need to move forward. Um, so the counselor is going to check in and see how you're doing with your with your proceedings, see how your budget is going. But then we're really going to switch and talk about financial goals. So I always say that getting out of debt, it's, it's a means to an end. So you want to get out of debt using a bankruptcy or a proposal. But there's got to be some goal in mind there. So we'll talk to you about why and how you set what we call smart goals. And you may have heard this before, but it's a it's a kind of cute acronym. It's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. So the counselor is going to sit down and say, well, let's talk about some short-term goals over the next year. What are the financial things you'd like to achieve? Some medium-term goals over the next, you know, one to five years, where do you want to be? And then some long-term goals. And for a lot of people, the long-term goal, it might be 10 years out, but they really want to start saving for a down payment or eventually have their credit rating, you know, so rebuilt they could qualify for a mortgage with no problem. So we're going to talk to you about financial goals. Um, Talk to you about things that can derail you from achieving your goals, things like some spending habits. Um, how do you use and manage credit as a tool? So what are some best practices for using credit right? Because not all credit is bad, um, and sometimes credit can be very helpful in a situation, but if it gets in control of you, you know, that, that can be the real problem, which most people know. Um, and then we're going to go into a good amount of detail, and everybody is interested in this, about understanding your credit score and your credit report. So how do you check your credit history? Um, what should you do after you complete your proceeding to make sure everything is accurate? And how do you take those steps to really build that credit history and credit report back up? And it can happen much more quickly than you ever thought. Usually within about a couple years after your proceeding, you could have your credit rebuilt and we put you on a roadmap to get there. Awesome. So Blair, for somebody who's listening to this, how can, how can they find out more about your debt help services and, and get advice from an LIT in the SANS and Associates operation uh, to look at options to deal with their debt situation? It's never been easier to connect with a trustee. So we serve all of BC at Sands and Associates. All you need to do is reach out. You can do it online at sands-trustee.com or you can give us a call anywhere in the province at 310-0911. And what happens is we'll start with an initial conversation. Nothing formal. It's all confidential. You're not going to be charged any fees and you don't need any referral. You don't need anybody to say, okay, you deserve to see a trustee. Everybody deserves to have a free financial uh, focused conversation, all worried, all talk, sorry, all concerned about helping you get a fresh start with your debt. Um, you don't have to be in an urgent or critical situation where you're getting tons of collection calls or maybe you're being sued. Some of our clients are, but for a lot of folks, they just realize, hey, I'm just treading water. I'm just making minimum payments. They reach out for help and they sit down with a trustee and they're just so much better for doing so. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.